I'm educational justice coach Lindsay Lyons, and here on the Time for Teachership podcast, we learn how to inspire educational innovation for racial and gender justice, design curricula grounded in student voice, and build capacity for shared leadership. I'm a former teacher leader turned instructional coach. I'm striving to live a life full of learning, running, baking, traveling, and parenting because we can be rockstar educators and be full human beings. If you're a principal, assistant superintendent, curriculum director, instructional coach, or teacher who enjoys nerding out about co-creating curriculum with students, I made this show for you. Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Time for Teachership podcast. This is a solo episode. I am back recording from parental leave. This is airing far after I've returned from parental leave, but I'm really excited to dive back into it. This coming season that's going to start this fall is going to be having a lot more solo shows and kind of mini teachings like we did early on in the podcast. So we'll rotate guests and solo shows, but a lot more solo tutorials. And this episode, I am so thrilled to talk to you about our Work Less, Teach More planners, which are brand new this school year. So the 2022-2023 school year. If you have not grabbed one, grab one now. We only printed a few of these. So they are a hot commodity. They are quite large. I immediately opened up the box and was like, whoa, these are robust. So we definitely want some feedback. I can't wait to hear, does it feel useful? What pages do not feel useful? What can we take out for next year's printing? How do we make it? However, you know, you want to experience the planner in a way that's better for you in the coming years. So please grab your planners. I will link in the show notes to where you can grab that. And I'll tell you again at the end, but I'm really excited to just see how they go out into the world and how you experience life as a result of using them. Now, if you do not have the funds to purchase a planner this year, I also want you to benefit from all of the wisdom within it. So it is really a lifestyle kind of shift that the planner lends itself to. It asks you to do these things each day, each week, each month, each semester to be able to actually shift your practices to teach and plan in a more sustainable way. So we avoid burnout. We show up as our best selves each day to school. We bring joy into the class and we remember why we got into this job in the first place. So that's all that the Work Less, Teach More Planner aspires to do for you. And you don't have to have a planner to be able to do these things. So the Work Less, Teach More course is kind of the first piece of this puzzle. That's that's what I created first. Then I was like, oh, it would be so helpful to have a planner where each day I could open up and actually put into practice all the things I'm talking about in the Work Less, Teach More course. So it's kind of an additional support to be able to routinize or regularly practice all the things I talk about in there. Now you can still do it, as I said, without the planner, open up a blank journal or use the notes app of your phone. Whatever it is that you wanna do to make these practices a regular routine in your day, week, month, semester, that's what I encourage you to do. So I'm going to kind of walk you through the planner And then if you, again, don't have one, kind of think about what's the mechanism with which I can practice these things because you can absolutely do it on your own. So here we go. At the very start of the planner, there's kind of an an overview. So if you have the planner in your hands, you ordered one, you're like, how do I use this thing? 
I want you to orient to the very start. There's also a ton of episodes that you can go back and listen to around the Work Less, Teach More course that you can dive deeper into the research. You can dive deeper into what exactly does this mean? Why is she asking me to do that each day? So I I first want to ground what we're going to do in the fact that there's so much more out there for you, um, including for free episodes that exist on this podcast in season one that you can go check out. So the first thing that we are going to do within the planner is we're going to clarify our vision. So I'm going to open up the planner as I am sitting here talking to you. And the very first thing it asks you to fill out is your vision for the year. So work goals. I will feel, right? Let's start with a feeling. How do I want to feel? I will spend most of my time doing this. So what is it that you actually want to spend the majority of your time doing? I will learn. What is it that you want to learn this year? I will embody the values of who do you want to be? How do you want to show up? What do you want your students to say about you, to describe you as? Uh, How do you want them to name your class values, right? And the values that you bring as an educator. My students are experiencing. So what do you want your students to experience? Life goals. Again, I will feel. I will spend most of my time doing. I will learn. I will embody the values of, and my loved ones, maybe not my students, right? My loved ones in my life are experiencing this. And then I want you to think about the big shifts that you need to make to be able to achieve that goal. So I want to, somewhere along the line, and I don't remember where, I apologize for not giving appropriate credit, I heard about the have, do, be categories. So what do I want to have? What do I want to do as an act- activities that I want to regularly do? And what do I want to be, right? Who do I want to be? What do I want to be? So when I think about you know, three to four game-changing shifts for each one of those, when I talk about what I want to have, what I want to do, what I want to be, what are the three to four game-changing shifts that will enable me to have, do, and be those things? For example, I might want work-free weekends, right? I might want to have a dog. I might want to have a uh, house on the lake, right? I might want to have these things. I might want to do, could include, I want to read a hundred books this year. I want to create a justice-based unit that's brand new for my students this year. I want to be, might include, I might want to be an educational blogger. I might want to be a keynote speaker at a conference this year, right? So what are the things you want to be? I want to be peaceful, right? What are the things that you want to have, do, and be? And then think about the big shifts that are going to get you there. Next, I want you to take stock of your health. And I use the acronym BASE NEEDS because this is what I've used before. I've talked about it in the blog before before we even had the podcast, right? And this is belonging, autonomy, survival, and enjoyment. And so when we think about the core needs of any person, I use these with conflict resolution and I teach these to students. Often at the source of a conflict, whether it's a student-student conflict, student-teacher conflict, teacher-teacher conflict, family conflict, one of those, B-A-S-E, BASE, needs are present. Again, belonging, autonomy, survival, and enjoyment. So I want you to think about and take stock of how am I doing, right? So for belonging, to what degree is my need for belonging met right now in my life? What would it look like if I were thriving, if I had a ton of belonging, what would that actually look like for me? And then what actions can you take to make this happen, to make the thriving happen within this component? So same questions 
for all four needs. Again, what degree is it met now? What would it look like to thrive in this area? And what actions can I take to make it happen? Okay. And then I want you to prioritize one of those, because if we are pulled in several different directions, we are not going to make as much progress as we want. So let's highlight or prioritize one area, one need this year. You can prioritize a different need next year, but what is one area this year that you really want to prioritize? Um, And then speaking of priorities, we have a two-page kind of monthly priority sheet in there in the planner as well. So determine what's your big priority for September. Maybe that's just building class culture. I want everyone in my class to feel valued by the end of September. That is the goal. I don't care if anything else gets done. If I had to pick one thing, that is the primary goal, right? Something like that. As I'm flipping through, I'm seeing there are tabs for each month. So you can kind of quickly orient yourself to a month. There's some extra note space throughout, which is fun. And at the start of each month, there is an inspirational quote, which is just, I think, so fun. Uh, There's also a calendar and it asks you as we prioritize for the year, a base need each month, you get to prioritize a base need as well. And each month you get to prioritize, what do I want to have, do, and be for this month? What is coming up most important? So if I want a lake house down the road, um, that might not be my first month's goal. I'm just going to get a lake house next month, right? Maybe my have for this month is um, I want to have uh, a, a new shirt, right? A new shirt is is a smaller goal for me, right? And so that's this month's priority. So the next piece is that we want to clear our plates as much as possible. We want to give away tasks that do not need to be on our plates. This could be at work. This could be at home, ideally both. But each week, I'm going to ask you to clear out eight tasks, eight tasks each week. So that is more than one each day. If you can't quite get to eight at first, start with one, start with two, start with three, whatever, wherever feels comfortable. But eventually I want you having like three a day. That's the ultimate goal, but we're going to, we're going to do eight uh, as the goal for the week. I want you to name the action. So what is it? So maybe, um, you know, it is doing the dishes. So the action for let's say Monday's dishes, I'm going to assign this to another member of my household. I am going to determine when and how I want to tell them or ask them to do this. And I'm going to write it all down, right? So I might say the action is Monday's dishes. I'm assigning it to my partner. When I'm going to tell them is um, Sunday night. And how is I'm going to say, hey, I am feeling really overwhelmed and stressed and I feel myself starting to get sick. And so I don't really want to crash, right? I need to take care of myself. And I know that self-care is actually preventative right? It's not responsive. It's not reactive. So I need to say tomorrow, I need maybe like 20 more minutes to myself. So anything related to the dishes tomorrow, I need to hand off to you. Can you take that on for me, please? Right. So I'm going to probably not have that much space to write all that down, but I'm going to write some notes down in the planner to prepare myself to ask or to give away that task. All right. Once we have cleared our plates, we're going to use 50, 40, 10 planning. I've talked about this a ton on the podcast. This is the basis for my freebie, my 50, 40, 10 packet, as well as the course work less, teach more. So what we want to do is choose activities that are going to help us make the most of the limited planning time that we have. I know we don't have as much as we want, but the goal is to not take work home. So each week we're going to have a top priority. We're going to name it. And then we're going to say, what are the key ideas that I'm going to take with me 
to plan lessons. 50% of my planning time, I want to spend planning lessons. So what are the big things that I need to do? What are the tasks? What are the activities I can leverage? And I list several for you. So for example, I want to plan lessons in less time. 50% of my time, let's say I have, I don't know, um, for easy math, let's say four hours a week for planning time. So I'm going to say that I have, again, 50% of that, two hours just to plan my lessons for the whole week. So that means I need some lessons that are going to be quick to plan, but high impact. So Socratic seminars are always a good one. If I've been doing a lot of text stuff, I've introduced a lot of texts, videos, um, content to students. Now I just want them to discuss it, to put it together, to respond to an interesting, engaging question. I'm going to use a Socratic seminar. That's in my activity bank on this page. It reminds me, oh, I can just do that, right? Oh, student presentations. Oh, that's less work for me, right? Students have been given a lot of stuff lately. I'm going to leverage a student presentation day. And I'm going to ask them to present on a question or a topic or just to synthesize, right? You can use something else, maybe a jigsaw, another protocol that you usually use that is high leverage, high impact, but it's low prep for you. Again, professional learning is going to be 40% of this time and then giving feedback is 10%. So for professional learning, identify where you're going to learn. Maybe I want to listen to a podcast as I walk to get my lunch on my lunch hour. And so that could be time that you spend and kind of do double duty there. Um, giving feedback. How do you, basically this one is how do you lessen the feedback? Cause we we're always giving feedback, but how do we give it more efficiently? Maybe we use auto-graded quizzes. If we're giving feedback on content that has a right or wrong answer, we don't need to manually grade that, right? The next piece of this planner is we have to ask what is most essential. And I love this question. Greg McEwen has a whole podcast or had a whole podcast. He just recently changed his podcast, but about this question, right? What is most essential? If we had to pick one thing, just one, we cannot have two. What would it be? What is your priority for each day? So each day you're going to say, what is most essential today? At the start of the day? Or you could actually do it the night before, whatever, whatever works for you. Um, sometimes I do all of mine for the week at the beginning of the week, but then I usually have to edit. The end of the day, how do you feel in one word? You're going to focus on your feelings over how productive you were, and you're going to see a big shift in how you approach your work, in your reflections on your work, and how you change your work and are willing to let go of things. When I don't do this, when I forget to do this, and I think about more productivity-based goals than feeling goals for my workday, radical shift. I feel more burnt out. I am constantly feeling behind. I usually get sick, right? These are important. So beginning of each day, what is most essential today? End of each day, I feel in one word. At the end of the week, so that's going to happen each uh, week, each day, you kind of have to check in around these things. At the end of the week, I want you to do a time audit, an inventory of how you spent your planning time. So you can do it kind of throughout the week, just kind of noting how many hours did I spend less than planning this day? What about professional learning, giving feedback? What's the other stuff I spent time on? How much time did I spend on it? And what was it? What got in the way? What's in the other stuff category? And I want you to come up with a percentage. So how much of your time are you spending on lesson planning, professional learning, giving feedback, and other stuff? Is your other stuff category like 60% of your planning time? Because that's nuts. That's bananas, right? We need to clarify what that is. We need to potentially talk to our boss, figure out what it is. We know 
based on the research, what is high impact for our students? And that is spending time on lesson planning and professional learning and giving feedback. Those are the three big categories. If we are pulled in to do other things that are not supporting student instruction, we have to figure out how to take them off our plates. So that might necessitate a conversation with a boss. It's going to be way easier if you can identify weeks of having inventoried how you spend your planning time and note, this is the next activity, how these activities are or are not affecting your big wins, your student achievement, right? So at the end of each week, you're going to write down all the things that you have done. Again, you can continue to do this throughout the week and just kind of note them as you go so that you don't have to try to remember things you did Monday on Friday. That can be hard sometimes for me. And then I want you to draw a line from the activities to big wins. So you categorize all, you list all the things that you did, all the big wins you had this week, and then you draw a line from the activity to the win. What gave you the big win? The activities that have the most wins connected to them, they get to stay. You want to do those a lot, right? There's like 80-20 principle. 80% of the results come from 20% of the things we do. We want to keep the 20%. So this is kind of how do I identify those 20%? And you want to make this a regular practice. Now, at the end of each month, so I'm going to flip to the end of the month here. You're going to do those things each week that we just talked about in the end of the month. You are going to categorize the challenges that you had. What are the big challenges of the month? Which of them are technical? So this is from Adaptive Leadership Scholarship here. Technical being, I could fix it if I learned how to, uh, you know, for example, I have technical challenge. I spent an extra three hours trying to figure out how to do this special thing with Google Forms. I watched a tutorial YouTube video and I fixed it, right? So that was a huge challenge, but it was technical. I just had to learn the skill. I had to get a little tutorial fixed. And which of the challenges, so that's one part or one option for challenges. The second option for challenges is that they are not technical, they are adaptive. And that is about an underlying belief, habit, or loyalty. It is not about learning a how-to, but it is stirring up intense emotion. It is something that is causing friction at a much deeper level than just not knowing how to do something. So you're kind of not living in alignment with your values, or there's a clash of values somewhere. Something is not being spoken about. It is going unspoken. A lot of organizational challenges are often unspoken adaptive challenges, and that's why we don't make progress. We want to identify at the end of each month, where are our challenges lying? Technical, adaptive, what's kind of the percent of each? And then at the very back of the planner, this is so exciting. I always find myself thinking, kind of daydreaming, about all of the potential things that I could do in the future. Unit ideas, um, ideas for what I, uh, you know, might use as a quote for a circle that I am holding uh, at, a, at a particular time. Um, professional development I want to lead for my peers. Uh, maybe an idea for a specific student. Or an idea for, you know, physical wellness. Oh, I want to, you know, try this in my, in my workout plan next week. Ideas for family activities. Um, maybe you're on a particular committee and you want to bring a particular idea to that committee. So I have all these ideas and I just constantly want to write them down, but I never have the, the concrete space that's like centralized to write them down. So often I will have things in my phone and my notes app. I'll have some things in a Google doc, some things in a different Google doc, some things in Google keep some things that I email to myself. It's like, I don't know where to find all of the things. 
And then I lose them. And I have these great ideas. I come across years later when they're no longer relevant. And I say, oh my gosh, I really wish I was able to find that when I actually needed it. So at the end, you have several pages with all sorts of categories. So you can kind of categorize all the fun ideas that you have in your day in one central location. And when you want to go back to remember them, you just flip to the end of the book and you find them there and you can implement. So I hope this was helpful as you gear up for another school year. For many of you, I know you have weeks left to go. So no worries. Enjoy your summer. But if you are listening to this when it airs, um, you know, the year is coming at some point. And whenever you are ready to implement these ideas, I can't wait to hear how they go, whether you have the planner or not. Again, if you do want it, act fast because there are a very, very limited supply. In fact, I'm hoping by the time this airs that we actually still have some left. Um, you can check that information out. You can grab your calendar today and again, calendar planner uh, at bit.ly slash work less planner. So that's bit.ly slash work less planner, all lowercase. Thank you so much for listening. I am so excited to hear how this planner works for you. I am so excited to get all the feedback. Send me an email at hello at lindsaybethlyons.com. If you want to pre-order for your team next year, for your staff, please let me know. We are going to try to get those the order in early this year for the upcoming year's calendars. Enjoy the rest of your summer. Have a wonderful school year when you get there. And remember all of these strategies to implement so that you can work and teach more. If you're leaving this episode wanting more, you're going to love my live coaching intensive curriculum bootcamp. I help one department or grade team create feminist, anti-racist curricula that challenges, affirms, and inspires all students. We weave current events into course content and amplify student voices, which skyrockets engagement and academic achievement. It energizes educators feeling burnt out, and it's just two days. Plus, you can reuse the same process anytime you create a new unit, which saves time and money. If you can't wait to bring this to your staff, I'm inviting you to sign up for a 20-minute call with me. Grab a spot on my calendar at www.lindsaybethlyons.com slash contact. Until next time, leaders, continue to think big, act brave, and be your best self. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at teachbetter.com slash podcasts, and we'll see you at the next episode.